0: Yeah, Talking about them rich folks And the poor Where's left What you gonna do about this mess Rich folks keep getting richer Can't they ever get get enough? enough Which folks keep getting richer, can they get enough? Up. After the pile gets so high, do they really they need, need any more of that stuff? Up. Corporations wall in, and ever high piles of dough. Operations wallow in a hard high bow. No matter how much they've got, they always want more. Get the people of welfare. That's what you would cry. Get the people of welfare. That's the human cry. Long as so they're forced so to take minimum wage, they'll all they'll live, live just time. fine. Oh, the rich keep
1: getting richer. Nowhere left to run. Rich keep getting richer. Well, I guess you'll think you won.
2: They no techno junkie or wasteland. Swamp Town a band out of Northern California singing some truth. My old friend Tim Simmers was in that band along with his partner Allison Betts and her brothers John and Joel. That's John and Allison on vocals. Rich keep getting richer. I met Tim way back in 1965 when we were co-sports editors of the San Matean, the student newspaper at College of San Mateo a few miles south of San Francisco. We've stayed in touch off and on for almost 60 years. He and Allison are living in Fresno now, and I visited them back in February. Tim continues to write, and we'll hear something that he came up with a while back right after this song.
0: Got us on the run. nothing gain, that's what they say, people need to get on you know their feet to say, way. yeah, you get them can't to make take make minimum, minimum wage. wage, but if they can't make enough can't to live. live, they'll all be wild up up in the street,
1: and you're wondering why, well the rich keep getting and richer, richer keep getting richer.
3: Oh, rich keep, keep getting richer. Nowhere left to run. Rich keep getting richer. Get yes, sir. Thank you. There's a rustic wood shack north of San Jose on El Camino Real that's one of the last old honky tonk roadhouses. And it's a lure for bands who love a soulful venue. Our band, Blue Melvin, got booked for a short 45-minute set at JJ's Blues Cafe on a hot Tuesday night in July. I was already nervous. The two brothers on guitar and harmonica are late and we're due on stage in half an hour at 9 p.m., As the band leader, it's my job to get people to show up on time. So I'm pacing in the dirt parking lot outside the club as the sun sinks low in the sky, waiting for the brothers to arrive. My heart sped up when I noticed a shiny black Cadillac Coupe DeVille with a license plate, Doc Hook, parked nearby. No doubt who owned that car. Mississippi bluesman John Lee Hooker, a.k.a. the Godfather of the Blues, and it told me he'd be in the audience tonight. John Lee Hooker was a hero of mine, and the band revered him like some people revere Prince, Elvis, or Jesus Christ. John Lee liked the local music scene, sometimes went out to hear live bands. He picked JJ's tonight. And I'm sure it wasn't to see us. We were opening the show, and our name wasn't on the marquee. Just in a faded blue 65 Pontiac Tempest with a shredded ragtop, and the brothers inside clanked up and coughed to a stop. A cloud of marijuana smoke poured from the opening doors, wafting a sweet, pungent aroma into the air. The brothers were stoned and at each other's throats again. It didn't help that their sister, Allie, the drummer, was in the car. She never could control them unless she stepped out of her soft, alluring persona and started yelling louder than them, but not this time. As for me, I also had a hard time controlling them, especially when they were yelling at each other. Joel, the curly-haired guitarist, who swears Bob Dylan and Bob Marley and others stole songs he wrote, robbing him of lucrative royalties, was jawing at John. He accused his long-haired hippie brother and harmonica player of ruining his musical career because he should have stayed being an artist instead of butting in on harmonica with his clown act. Why didn't you stay out of my life and just keep painting? Joel sneered. I did keep painting, but I think I'm entitled to play music if I want, said John, adjusting his beret and using a type of rationale that had no chance of working with his brother. Excuse me, Mr. Rockin' Blues God. Hey, you guys, cool it. We're supposed to play in 25 minutes, You see that black Cadillac over there? It's John Lee Hooker's, and he's in the club, so let's get it together. We dragged our amps and instruments out of our cars and slowly pushed through the cowboy swinging doors and stepped inside JJ's. It was dark, and the smell of stale beer and cigarettes was there. As we walked past the beat-up wood bar and toward the stage, I could feel the floors creaking under my shoes. I loved that old squeaky sound. The stage sat six inches off the floor in the back of the room. The brown wood walls had three small windows with bellowing purple curtains hanging over them. Some black captain chairs and pine stools served for seating. I was feeling tense and agitated. I realized that a blues song I made up and would play tonight was influenced by Hooker. The song, Devil Slide, featured a scathing riff similar to one he might play. I kept wondering if John Lee might think it sounded like him. Maybe he'd take it as a compliment. Maybe not. I wasn't sure. And mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The blues we played in places like this relaxed us and gave us confidence to play our original songs. Odes to Silicon Valley, a name we hated, but that's what people in business called our home turf. Our originals were hard-edged, revenge-type songs aimed at the tech industry and its workers, and we felt they were ruining the local landscape. We played solid blues, but were at our best on originals with a point of view like Computerized World, Telecommunications Fair, and Silicon Valley, You're Bringing Me Down. We positioned the amps on stage and plugged everything in, tuned up, and started playing the Memphis Blues original, Green Onions, a Stax Records classic by Booker T and the MGs. That was our go-to warm-up song. We followed with the traditional blues, Come On In My Kitchen, soulfully sung by Allie Betts, our tall and chanting drummer. She played crisp and reminded us of the tight rhythm of Rolling Stones drummer, Charlie Watts. In her dreams, she'd lay down her drumstick and front the band with her vocals but she knew keeping the beat was vital to our sound. She could play drums and sing at the same time, an admirable feat that got her some singing time she craved and some extra respect from musicians. She was still pissed over last gig at a backyard barbecue party where we set up next to a pool. We let her have her way and stand out in front and sing but a stoned-out, naked girl named Darcy came up to the microphone and persistently tried to sing along with her. Mm -hmm. Allie got distracted, pushing her away, and couldn't believe the luck of having a chance to shine snuffed out by a naked girl. Were we supposed to push the naked girl off the stage? Allie thought so, but everybody at the party was cheering her on and clapping. Soon we eased into our old slow blues original, Devil's Slide, about a deadly cliff on Highway 1 between San Francisco and Half Moon Bay, where drivers sometimes took the curve too fast and crashed on the rocks hundreds of feet below and died. Yeah, the song borrowed some from the feel and structure of Hooker's cool, lowdown style, but there was lots of borrowing and blues. I still felt a bit exposed, thinking of playing my growling rift Hooker sat 20 feet from the stage at a round table with friends. He was wearing a gray fedora and blue suit and looking dapper at 70. He sat with his piano player, Deacon Jones, who wore an Afro hairstyle, a female backup singer I didn't know in a sleek blue dress and his drummer Gypsy. Not long after the song which Hooker and his crowd clapped for, I thought about asking John Lee if he'd play with us on one song. It seemed like a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that could only happen if I asked. I didn't think he would say yes, but there was a long-shot chance. Really, I was scared shitless to ask. What if he said yes, and I screwed up on the song and made a mistake on a chord change? One voice in my head kept saying that to me. Another voice, more measured, told me we'd just play a simple blues song and that's what John Lee played. I waved my options with nervous sweat rolling down my face. I felt I had to ask and stepped down from the stage and walked up to him, whispering in his big ear under his hat, Would you sit in on a song with us? No. I'm not playing tonight. He was blunt and honest, and there was no need for explanation. I walked back on the stage.
1: Complete some kind of race Five things a day, one time I'll I, I just
3: discovered it's them late last me. week. all oh, know
2: I want to thank Tim Simmers for recording that story for The Radical Songbook. The songs we heard were all written and recorded by members of Swamptown. The Rich Keep Getting Richer was written by John Betts. Devil's Slide was written by Tim Simmers. Crossroads was written by Allison Betts. And Computerized World was written by Tim Simmers. This is Michael Funky for The Radical Songbook.